Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Partners in Marriage. I'm your host, Dr. J, and it is a privilege to be able to come your way, talk with you, and share with you some of the things that I feel would help uh, make your marriage better and your relationships with others better as we continue to press onward, upward, and forward in dealing with partners, communications, kindness, activities that make us better people. Hey, before I get into that, let me remind you, follow us on our website. We're updating it every, every three months or so, new information. And right now, you can go to it at www.partnersinmarriage.com. You can find us there. We're talking about some good things, got ideas to help make your marriage better. And remember, get our books. We've got several books we've written, and I want you to peruse through them and pick up as many as you have, can. And if you want to get more uh, for someone else, give somebody, be a gift, be a blessing to someone and gift them one of those books. Now, hot button issues. Talking with a couple recently who want counseling and they're finding uh, one partner's talking to us privately about an issue that the other person does want to bring up. And when you talk, when you have those kind of things going on, it's going to be very, very difficult for the relationship to get stronger. Uh, Sometimes it's drug abuse in different forms. Uh, Sometimes it's pornography or something that is causing that person to separate from their family and loved ones. And and at some time, sometime or another, they can become not only distant, but maybe even violent. In other words, what we want is happy. Everybody's looking for happy from one end of the scale to the other. And instead of allowing those things to become any kind of tool to bring distance between us, you see, objective in life are like this. Basically, when you hold something as a private secret from your family, it becomes a weapon in your hands against your family against your loved ones, and it causes relationships to go south. That's why when we have something that's a hot-button issue, we have to be able to get ourselves under control, find a way to discuss that so that we can deal with those things and become better instead of bitter. So I wanted to bring that up after having conversation with people, uh, infidelity issues, Sometimes people have been abused in such a way. I mean, it's hard, hard things out there now. Uh, they've always been there. It's just that they're more prevalent. They're more in the news because of social media, the openness of people to talk behind or text behind these new names or whatever these hidden avenues they have. Things are out there. And now we're finding that we just don't have a lot of answers to them by what we used to do. The true answer is always and has always been and will always be Jesus Christ. Uh, Getting a relationship with him, uh, being accountable, uh, finding uh, your place in the word of God, getting into a good Bible-believing church and giving yourself totally to the will of God and get out of selfishness, greed, and pride. That's always the answer to these things. However, uh, because we've become such a society that's afraid to talk about Christ, 
As a matter of fact, uh, I was just reading an article about Deion Sanders, people who are in the public eye that will stand uh, and speak about Christ seemingly no matter how good they are doing it becomes an issue with people who have a problem with that being said it's like it's a hot button item again talking about Jesus but I digress let me get back to the point hot button items how do we deal with them how do you stay under control get your anger under control or maybe the fear of what somebody may say to you when you bring up this particular situation. Well, it's anger management. It's going to take something that we call processing a way to deal with the problem without attacking the person. And most of the time, the people that we love the most are so attached to the situations that it's hard to determine where they end and where the problem begins or vice versa, where the problem ends and they begin because they're so ingrained in it. And it seems like it's just a part of who they are and it's not. And yet it is. So being able to think before you speak is always going to be the way, uh, especially if you're the one receiving the information. If someone has a talk with you and you're having a hard time dealing with it before you go off on the emotional side, think about, think about it. This person loves you. Think about it. They would not do anything to hurt you. Think about this. They want you to be successful. So why not listen? Before you go off on the deep end, think before you say something. Before you get your body language all twisted and acting like you're going to run away or fight or flight, think about it. You are in the company of someone who cares more about you than anybody else. Listen to them. Now, remain calm. Express your concerns. That's fine. But always give them the opportunity to give you what they feel is happening. Many times, uh, people who are in that position, who have those places of secret, and you know what I'm talking about, they tend to feel or sense when this conversation is getting ready to open up again and I'm not ready for it. Uh, or they'll make an excuse or they'll pretend to have a headache. <laughs> Who knows? There are a plethora of reasons out there, excuses, not reasons, excuses that they would make not to be involved in that conversation. But you have to find the time and bring them to that place and making sure that you are ready. Now, I don't know if you got to bake a cake or not or put on some soft music. You know the nature of the person. And you, if you're the person needing to be talked to about that and someone tells you, I, I want to talk with you about an, an issue that I think that's destroying us or bringing a, a distance between us. We're not talking like we're used to. We're not having the kind of fun we used to. It's amazing to me uh, that how this has been one of the major topics this entire week, from one person to the next, I've been talking to, uh, ready to have a hard conversation with a spouse and not knowing how to do it. And I don't mean one or two. I'm talking about several of them has been coming on, one behind the other. One of the things I suggest is that you possibly need to find a new environment to do this. 
You might not be able to you might not be able to do it in the normal setting of the room or the house or the car. You might have to find a new place. Some places maybe I, I like running water, uh, beaches or lakes, parks, somewhere where you can just feel nature uh, and it helps a lot. Watching kids play or seeing squirrels do their thing, whatever, that's, that tends to help sometimes. And then being able to identify the, some possible solutions before you start the conversation, you need to, if you're the one that's going to give the information, try to have some solutions before you go in and just talk about something and then you get to the same place again. You bring it up, attitudes fly, and then nothing is solved. I'll never forget being told when I was a, uh, leading a school as a principal that if you've got to let a teacher go, one of the best things to do is to make sure you have a, a possibility of other jobs for them someplace else. And because I believe that if you if you're not going to if you don't like children, you shouldn't be teaching. But I just can't let you go and put you out there and not give you a place uh, to find continue your employment in income. So I think that's important that a possible solutions, knowing that here's what we can do. I, I thought about this and before before we end this conversation, what about considering this, that or the other? And also, if you're the person that is receiving the information, ask them, well, what do you see as a solution? What do you think we need to do to solve this? Another thing that's always important is use your I statements always to reduce the tension in a situation. Talk about how you feel, how this makes you feel as a person, uh, what upsets you and how it affects you, not the other person. Uh, don't throw your partner under the bus if you don't have a solution and you can't explain how it is, it's affecting you. Many, many times, uh, uh, when you put a face in the situation, on the situation, and we've seen this happening in, in our, all these different events uh, that's happening in our world today, crises is over and over again. Uh, when people have to go and see it, when, when we get out of our home environment and we can't just click a button and move away from it. When I went to help feed the homeless and I talked with these men and women and I'm looking at them and understanding how difficult it is, then there's a different feel about me when I am in that situation. So I advise you, if you will, uh, take time and use those I statements. And by the grace of God, don't hold a grudge. When it's over, it is over. Don't hold a grudge. Find a way to understand in your heart and your mind that this is for the betterment of not only you, but the relationship you have with the other person. And believe me when I tell you this, your relationship with that person is not the only one that's affected. Your relationship with everybody is affected by the way we handle or hide certain areas in our lives. Going to talk more with you about these things coming up soon. But remember, check us out on our website. We're doing all kinds of things and we'll be giving you new places we're traveling. And you can join us in some of the workshops and seminars and just engagements. Remember, marriage is not a destination. It is a journey 
of love.